0: Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Yak Sports Podcast. This week we're only recording once. I don't care what information comes out on Tuesday. Uh, so we're only recording on Monday night. You might not be listening to this until Monday or Tuesday night or later, but that's what's up. But I am Leland McRae. Joe Deck is with me. Plenty of high school coverage about to come at you. So, Joe, let's dig right in. We'll start with football and talk about the game we were at together on Friday night, uh, Stewart's Draft hosting Clark County, and they absolutely took it to Clark County after some self-inflicted wounds on their first drive. Everything after that pretty much went drafts away, and because draft controlled the game, because, because they imposed their will, it, was, it wasn't given to them. They took it.
0: Yeah, they did, and they did a good job offensively. Kind of surprisingly, I kind of thought Clark County's defense would be a little bit better than it was. But, um, and, and you're right. That first drive, the re- the reason it didn't work for Stewart's draft was because they made mistakes uh, and hurt themselves. It wasn't because Clark County's defense was doing something good. Uh, and then, I I would say most of the first half, Clark County. I don't know how much of it was Stewart Stras defense versus Clark County shooting themselves in the foot. There were a lot of. There was a bit of that. There was. There a was a that. lot of bad snaps. I mean, I felt like there were two or three drives that had consecutive bad snaps. Players goofing had, up.
1: One drive in particular had like three in a row, and it backed them all the way up to the, to the goal,
0: goal line. line. Yeah, and it's yeah. just really uncharacteristic for them. Um, Clark County's not used to getting their tail kicked like they did that night. And credit to Stewart's draft. They came out. They handled it well. They played like a team that has been to -to back-to-back state championships and wants to win a state championship this year. They're playing like that kind of team needed to. They went in there. They beat a very good Clark County team decisively. Aaron Nice had a heck of a game with 271 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Broke the school record for most touchdowns in a season. uh, Or, Uh, excuse me, in his career. Career. So, uh, I think I saw 71 on Twitter is what he's – what he has for his career, 71 touchdowns, so um, impressive. And for Aaron Nice to be doing that in that kind of game against that kind of defense, I think it it just goes to show, we we on the radio especially, we're trying to talk about all the weapons, but really Aaron Nice and how big of a contributor he is for this offense. I mean, he had 37 carries. He, I think that was – I don't have the number of plays, but it was over half the plays. He yeah, you, got the ball.
1: And, and you've seen draft more than me this year. And, and two of the times I've seen them was Riverhead's game. So I, I want to ask you, Are did that game make you feel better about drafts? Chances of going to a state championship, possibly winning it? I, I mean, I know you thought they're contenders. I mean, I'm not trying to yeah. say that didn't I but you know we we all have our outlooks we all think a lot of what region A is going to put out there this year in particular um did did your outlook increase any
0: I am no longer worried about the central game for Stewart's draft I think they will roll central I was a little bit worried coming into this game what would happen if they had to play central I am no longer worried about central I think they will dust central I think they will pound the Falcons into oblivion this weekend uh I would still be worried about a potential matchup with King William. Not a way, not a way not bad. Um, So I guess reaching a, either team that that comes out of there, I'd be a little bit worried, but I I will say, I do feel better about Stuart Straff's chances of getting back to that state championship game after this. My only concern would be 37 carries is a lot for Aaron nice. I thought he got a lot of carries when the game was already decided, Uh, but coach Floyd, and and Aaron Nice need to have you know I'm sure they're communicating with each other and if Aaron Nice is telling him he's good to go then sure keep sending him back out there he's your workhorse and he's to a, to Stewart credit they weren't using him like this a lot during the regular season especially early on they were spreading the ball out in fact there were games where I think Nice in the first half had like four or five carries and then would just, come it's back
1: just three of those would be touchdowns yeah yeah
0: so <laughs> it. It was a thing where you'd be like, okay, they're not using him a ton in the regular season. And maybe that was the plan. We're not going to use him a lot in the regular season. We're going to save him. And, you know, not that there's like a finite number of hits and there's a counter a countdown to how many hits the body can take. But, you know, the body does get beat up a lot, especially at the running back position. And so Coach Floyd in his head is maybe like, okay, we're going to save save that for the end of the year. I want him to be healthy. I want to make sure he's healthy and can go at the end of the year and we can use him at the end of the year versus running him 25, 30 times a game in the regular season and then getting to the playoffs and he's dinged up. He's hurt, He's not a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. As long as he keeps staying healthy, <laughs> they're going to keep riding him. I, yeah, I've seen coach Floyd enough that I know that he's going to coach his way. And, for win or lose, he's going to coach Mm -hmm. his way. So I I think we're going to see a lot of air nice against central. And I think we're going to see a lot of air nice against whoever region a puts out there. And then we'll see what we got. I, you know, you're, I, I think more of draft after that game, I was, I thought that was going to be a ball game and I was wrong. And, uh, that was credit to Clark County. That wasn't me thinking, uh, down of draft. So the fact that they came out here and beat a team that I had respect for in Clark County, I, I think even more, more of them. So, um yeah i I agree with you they i during that game became not worried about central um and i think i have more more hope for them with the region a teams that i've really been high on all season keen william and Nottaway both i i'm not i'm not differently worried about either one of those teams i think Nottaway, they're scoring 46 points a game and uh, only giving up 11 uh keen william i think they're in like the 38 48 range um I, I have a typo there, so I'm not. I sure was gonna say is. it's not 78. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: to say I would be a lot more worried if King William was averaging 78 <laughs> points a game.
1: Um, we do know Strath is going to have to go on the road for that game because they have the fourth most power points out of the four teams left between Region A and Region B. So. Um, Nottaway. If they win, they will host no matter who they get. Central Woodstock would be able to host if Keen William is that representative out of Region A. Um and then if Draft wins no matter what, they're gonna have to travel to Keen William or not away So I I I think it's gonna be a tough game for Stewart's draft. I think I'm more optimistic about them winning it. And uh I'm excited. I'm excited. I you know, I, I had my doubts. We get two teams at Salem. I just did, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. To draft. I just it, I think it's more credit to what Region A was putting out this year. I have I'm a little more optimistic about it. I'm really hoping we have it again. Third year in a row would be incredible. I mean, the first year we had it, I think it was before you were there, right? Uh, when Stanton made their run.
0: No, I was there for Stanton.
1: Okay, so you were there. So you've been there for all the times we've covered um, multiples. And um, yeah, we thought it was a dream come true the first time it happened, and now. We've already had three teams playing on state championships or two teams playing on state championship Saturday three times. Uh yeah, to have a fourth. I mean that's just crazy.
0: Yeah, it if, would be it if would all be good. the teams get there. Yeah, I know it would be good. Assuming. Uh well, right. we know one of them will be there, yeah. It's
1: and that's confident. not saying
0: Stewart Straff isn't capable, it's just they're not as much of a slam dunk. I mean they're yeah. we know Riverheads is playing Buffalo Gap, and then some team they've beat in the past by a thousand points too. So <laughs>
1: Let's stay with Class 2 just for a minute. Um, so, as we said, Region A, Nottaway, hosts King William. They'll play Friday night at 7. So, as you listen to Joe and I on the radio and Chip Crable from 1240, uh, you will he'll score, a, score updates from that game uh, as we get them. Uh, over on the uh, C&D side of things, Glenver is hosting Appomattox. Um, Appomattox did get that win over Radford. And uh, Glenver Advance, too, they have the most PowerPoints there, so they get to host – or they're the one seed, so they get to host. And then over in Region D, Graham, that favorite down there, uh, they're hosting Ridgeview. So um, some good matchups there. Ridgeview knocked off Central Wise. Graham knocked off Union. That was a heck of a matchup, mm-hmm. and uh, Graham really ran away with that. Um, so uh, it's it's a lot of good teams. I mean, you, you can there's a lot of good teams there. I think Ridgeview is the only team you you say there and you're not as familiar with. Uh, the other three have a lot of history.
0: Yeah, and, and I do think you know Graham will have a yeah fairly easy time with Ridgeview in, in their game on Saturday.
1: It, that Graham Appomattox.
0: Glenver Appomattox is going to be a fantastic game, I think, in Region C. I do think Appomattox wins, uh, and then yeah, like you said, it's Graham Appomattox. It just kind of feels to me, and I guess this goes back to me thinking even though I said I'm a li- I would still be a little bit worried about not and King William, I guess I'm leaning Stewart's draft in that because to me it just feels like everything is lining up for that, you know, third consecutive matchup between Stewart's draft and Appomattox know. in a state championship.
1: That's, I'm not overlooking Graham at all.
0: I don't think Graham is going to beat Appomattox.
1: I mean, it, is, it has happened in the recent years. The, the year Appomattox won a state championship and they didn't win it. Graham was the team. And how so many I, other
0: years has Appomattox won the state championship? Three. Th-
1: was it three or four? Four out of five or something like that?
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and take Appomattox. I'll take the four over the one.
1: Okay. I, I think Graham's really strong this year. I'm just, I'm not looking past it. I, that's, that's one of those states state of my final games. Like if we're, if we weren't covering the state semifinal game, we're covering, that would be the one I choose. I don't care. in the whole state, that's the one I would choose. I just, I think that's. That's a hot matchup. All right, going down to Class A, Buffalo Gap. They were able to get the win against Central Lunenburg in a game that I thought Gap would win, Gap would control, but they put up 44 points. They were on their way to 50, uh, you know, midway through the third quarter, and I I thought I was going to eat my word saying they kind of win a lower-scoring game, and they completely handled everything Central Lunenburg threw at them.
0: Yeah, Central Lunenburg... Uh, Honestly, this was kind of just an indictment of region B, in my opinion, in class one. This just goes to show you like, while I do kind of roll my eyes when people here say, well, the only reason Riverheads wins that many state championships is because class one region B stinks. They're not wrong about class one region B stinking. I don't think it's the only reason Riverheads wins those state championships. No,
1: It isn't the only reason they beat everybody else too. Yeah. They beat
0: everyone else. They've beaten class two. They've beaten a class three team that will play in a region championship this year. So Riverheads is legitimately good. Uh, in fact, I have said the past few years, I wish they would let Riverheads play the class two champion because I would be excited to see how that one goes. Um, that being said, uh, For Buffalo Gap, who is the second-best team in the Shenandoah district, to go and... uh, Third-best. Third-best team in the Shenandoah district, but the second-best seed in that region, to just kind of also come in and just beat the stuffing out of the next-best team in that Central Lundenberg team. It just goes to show you, like, there is a huge gap between Riverheads, everyone else, and now we know there's a huge gap between Gap and everybody else. That region B, might as well... it needs to just be a two team tournament and really you don't even need that.
1: <laughs> well, Riverheads haven't played a game yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. You really don't even need that. Cause Riverheads is going to yeah.
1: uh,
0: no offense to Buffalo gap, but this game's not going to go well for them. That was their state championship beating central Lindenburg.
1: I And that was nice. That was why first playoff win. uh got it at home. I mean, that's, that's a nice moment. They've had those couple years. These, these last two years, they lost a draft in the opening round. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to, play somebody different. And, you know, as much here, they go back into another cross County playoff game. You know, it was nice to host somebody from up the road and kind of be that, you know, host team dominating on the road team. So I, I was a good night for gap. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. I, you know, what gap is going to want to do against riverheads is control the ball and try to limit riverhead scoring. They just want to keep that number down. Um, can they do that? I mean, they they their attack to a game sets up for for doing that, but they had that approach just a few weeks ago when they played it was forty two nothing. So it's just, it's hard to imagine forty two points worth of difference. Is it still a forty two point separation? I I wouldn't just guarantee it, but yes, I think Riverheads is playing better football than they were in the middle of the season. As is Gap. So I just I just don't know. You, you know, we keep trying to come up with ways of why Riverheads won't, and they keep never acting that well, out. They always do. I and guess that's
0: you that's doing that. I, I'm not. I, I, at the beginning of the year, I say this is a futile exercise. Like, I already know who the Class 1 champion is.
1: I guess I do. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I don't know. It was a game last time. Gap got stopped on an early drive in that football game that would have, I think, tied the game or, or something like that. And then yeah. Riverheads, the next play, 90 yard touchdown, and just Gap was never the same after that. So, okay, what if a play like that goes in Gap's favor this time? Like, what kind of game then it's are we like? 7 I'm not trying to make up a Buffalo Gap just wins that game now, but I'm trying to make up, you know, things get tighter and the 17 year olds make mistakes because they're a little more nervous than they were, uh, you know. But I, yeah, it's just <laughs> hard to, when, when Riverheads wins 47 games in a, way, a row, it's hard to imagine them not winning the game. And at some point they won't, but it's just going to be hard to predict that or, or call it. It's, and I don't think it's this week. Too. I agree. I think gaps had a heck of a season. I, I love gap
0: it. has had a heck of a season. It's a very good season for them. They were seven and three in the regular season. That win puts them at eight and 3 they There'll be eight and four after they play riverheads. And that's fine. Two of those losses are to riverheads. Some, One is to draft. That is a good, good season for Buffalo gap.
1: Some version of their season goals had to, had to have some realisticness to it of we need to get to that region championship game, see what happens. They're here. They've done that. And and you can look at that LeRae game and wish that went differently. They'd still be the I'd say that's, the only, game. The, yeah, that's the only They'd game. Yeah, that's the only game I think Buffalo Gap
0: okay. fans can look back on and say we should have done better in that game. But I think if they played – you know, we talk about it on the radio the past few weeks. If they played LeRae now, they would kill LeRae. Oh, so they them. They them uh, Buffalo Everybody Gap has, has gotten better as the season's gone along, which is a plus. They're, they're playing their best football right now, but their best football's not good enough. I mean, they, they have to play their best football, and they need Riverheads to play their worst for football, and then maybe they win. Maybe. So
1: they I, get an opportunity to shock the world, and that's all you can ask for. You get, their best chance is to convince Riverheads the game
0: isn't at Riverheads, and then Riverheads doesn't show up at home and has to forfeit. Like that's their best chance of winning.
1: I I do very much like how we see Buffalo Gap, the third best team in this district, we see Stuart Straft, the second best team in this district, absolutely put separation between them and these best teams from these other districts in these different classes, but, you know, absolutely dominating that James River District with that Central Lunenburg got produced from. Clark County, absolutely demolished by Stuart Straft, who was the best team in that district, who was toe-to-toe with Meridian up there, the old George Mason School there, uh, you know, just... I really appreciate that. I think we're gonna see more of the same, as we've already said with Seward's Draft against Central this week. And we're gonna see, you know, Buffalo Gap and Riverheads go head to head. So that's a Friday night game. Uh, What we know about hosting for state semifinal, one of these two teams, Buffalo Gap or Riverheads, whoever wins, we said who we predict to win, either one of them, if if Gap does shock the world, good for them, they'll then get to host a state semifinal because they have the second most power points between those four teams. Uh, both the B region B teams have more power points than both the region A team. So Essex or Keenan queen central, whoever wins that game will come to Augusta County uh, next the next week. So that'll be fun. And uh, we're guaranteed a, uh, you know, Augusta County to host a state semifinal. And so that's something to look forward to. Um, the one little, you know, I always try to bring in a little bit of history when I talk about these kind of matchups, especially gap and riverheads uh, the only other time gap, and Riverheads have faced each other in the playoffs. It was in 2009. They played each other in back-to-back, suite, back-to-back weeks. They faced it in the last week of the regular season and then played again the next week in the opening round of the playoffs. Riverheads won both those games. That was the beginning of this 14 in a row that Riverheads has won on this streak. So, you know, Gap could try to, to end it the way it started. <laughs> but uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, over in region a Essex seven and one they're playing playing keen and queen central who is 10 and one they're playing Saturday at one so we won't have game updates of that during the riverheads game everybody from riverheads or gap will have to wait a day to see who's playing the next week um Essex just knocked off West Point I guess the message got through to West Point that they were supposed to lose and keen and queen they beat Northumberland uh, both those games highly separated games Northumberland lost 58 to 12 there so uh, King and Queen Central, they were in this game a year ago against West Point, and that was a really tight game that West Point won. Uh, King and Queen, not a lot of history recently of great football, uh, but back-to-back trips to this region final. I, but I, I kind of do think Essex is going to remind everybody, hey, we sat out last year, we're back. I, I just see Essex winning this football game.
0: I think you're right. I think Essex will win and take care of King and Queen, but... Again, um, the winner of this game just drives a long way to get their brain speed in, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think Gap beats either one of those teams too. If Gap can shock the world this week, I know you don't predict that, but I'm saying I think I'm Gap not better ga- than I mean okay
0: what i'm I'm just I'm done with that pretend exercise, like i and I'm not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> to Gap I'm just not i I have done nothing but be honest. The entire time we have done this podcast, I have tried to do nothing but be honest. I'm going to be honest. Buffalo Gap's not going to win. I don't see a way that Buffalo Gap wins. I see zero ways.
1: So when do you predict Riverheads to lose?
0: Not this year.
1: Win next year. It's the same schedule. I don't don't know. Maybe
0: never. (laughs) Let me see what Lord Bonitat's got next year. I don't know. If not Lord Bonitat, they won't. How about that?
1: There you go. like for you to say it not me uh region c in class one galax is gonna host perry mcclure perry mcclure just knocked off giles galax knocked off george with giles was that team i was watching from region c that's a team that's come down from class two that's a team with a lot of football history that's a team that knocked off riverheads when riverheads was up in division two in a state semifinal um i was kind of a team i was watching i wasn't predicting i was just watching them and them losing to perry mcclure uh tells the story because Perry McClure lost to Riverheads 49 to nothing. So that was a team I didn't need to be watching. Um, so unless Galax apps like th- does anything other than absolutely wipes Perry McClure off the face of this earth, then there's going to be some more stories to tell. So uh, that's what's happening there in region C. It happened Saturday at one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Galax will beat Perry McClure. So I'm not
1: yeah.
0: too worried about the outcome it. of that
1: one. I was not, but uh, Perry McClure had one big runner. Uh, one big body running the football. He's not bad. He's he's a good football player, but yeah. just not enough weapons. I, and from what I've seen from Galax as a program for the last five six years, I don't I don't see they don't have the weapons. Region D Holston will host pa- Patrick Henry on a Friday night game. I am sorry, and I'm not sorry. I just don't see anybody from Region D. I think this is Galax. I mean, that's that's all I got. Galax is going to come out of Regency, and Galax is going to beat Holston or Patrick Henry.
0: I would tend to agree with you. I don't think this yep. year is Regent D's year.
1: I don't think generally it is. Um, all right, so we'll be on the radio Friday night from Riverheads. It'll be the twelve forty NFHS, uh, you know, shared broadcast there. So uh, make sure you're tuning in. If you're not at the game, if you're local, get out to this game. It's Gap and Riverheads. Go see a playoff game. Um, burn off some Turkey around the state class three, the highlights that I took away LCA took out Broadway. So that's somewhat local. I wanted to mention that not surprising. They'll now house host Brookville because Brookville knocked off heritage. Yeah. And, and that was that three teams that sat at the top of class, uh, three C all season ever since PowerPoints came out, those three teams were up top and, um, it proved that those three are the best. Uh, I think LCA knocked out Brookville.
0: I would tend to agree with you, but I would not be shocked if Brookville wins. I I have said those three teams, you could probably put them in any order, and on any given weekend, one could beat the other. Uh, we saw Brookville, Dispatch of Heritage. They're going to have a big test with LCA, who's looked pretty good all year. Uh, yeah. And I would imagine LCA wins, and then they will host a state semifinal. Because uh, I believe they have more power points than Christiansburg, although I'm not 100% sure of that.
1: Uh, that Christiansburg doesn't matter because Lord Botata. Oh, that's right, because we're beat him. Yeah, so they'll and probably Lord host Bonneton Abingdon Lord or Lord. Travel. They
0: definitely would host Lord Botata. Yeah.
1: yeah, they'll travel to Lord to, to Abingdon, and uh, I think Lord Botata can win that game. I think Lord Botata's playing their best football at the right time. Um, as a Riverheads guy, uh, this is where I admit to it more when we're not talking about Riverheads. I don't mind <laughs> the idea of Lord Botata doing as much winning as they can because I think it just makes the the win that Riverheads has against them better. But, admittedly, Lord Botetop's playing better football now. Early in the season, you you could kind of see the results. Even in games they won, mm-hmm. they weren't playing at as high a level as we were used to seeing Lord Botetop play. Uh, I think they're closer to that now. I don't know if they still are at as high a level, but I still think uh, they're playing better football. Have to be to knock off Christiansburg, uh, who was having a good season there. So, we'll see what they, they do there with Abingdon. Uh, and then up in Region A for Class 3, uh Phoebus beat Hopewell. That was a monster matchup there for a, a region semifinal. And now they take on York in another big-time matchup there. Uh, so Class 3 is interesting. I, You know, those are those teams that I, I first kind of know outside of our local areas, as the teams were mentioned in there. And it's, you know, LCA, Lord Bratetot, Phoebus, uh, <laughs> Brookville, a lot of good teams to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, no doubt. And, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, just leaps out at you is, in Class 3, those those teams there, you you have the the usuals with Phoebus, Lord Botetot, LCA has started to really make a name for themselves in Class 3 recently, and Brookville has in the past. So a lot of familiar names there in Class 3, not yeah. a lot of uh, new faces.
1: Down in Class 4, Broad Run, Tuscarora. I know we talk a lot about that, uh, that region up there that had um, – that has your Sherando team up there and the Dulles district and all that. Um, I think I have the wrong region listing there, Uh, but yeah, that it's, that's a pretty good catch up coming from up there. Um, I don't know if you have something to say on that.
0: That's the right region. You are right. Okay. Um, Yeah. Broad run and Tuscarora. They're, they're two rivals up there. I mean, they're both in Loudoun County. They play each other every year. They're going to play each other again. Uh, Both of those teams have a lot of success in a lot in state championships in their, in their past. So It's going to be an exciting game. I would think Broad Run will beat the stuffing out of Tuscarora, but we'll see.
1: Uh, The Region D stood out to me. That was the region that had Western Albemarle on it last week. I talked about how Western Albemarle was up against it. Well, they didn't make it out of the week. They did get beat by George Washington. Uh, And then also that other game, Salem-Louisa, Salem won that game, and that was another monster matchup. So Salem will take on George Washington, and it's (laughs) – I mean – Whoever comes out of that is well-tested, that's for sure. Still a lot of good teams in Class 4 in the other parts of the states, but, you know, yeah. Salem, Salem probably being the favorite coming out of that region. I, th- I do think they're the one seed. Um, yeah, it's, that's a tough, tough spot there.
0: Salem will win. Uh, they will beat George Washington. And then Salem will play Broad Run, and I think the winner of that game is your Class 4 champion. I don't think Region A or Region B is going
1: to beat them. I didn't have any notes from region five or class five or six. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of chalk up there, a lot of high seeds. Unless you had any quick notes, we move no, on. No,
0: you can just go back and listen to Matt Hatfield.
1: He's been pretty right. Yeah, he knows it better than us. Uh, so high school volleyball, we still had Riverheads involved. We did lead the show with Riverheads volleyball because we didn't have another state championship. They did fall in the state championship for the fourth year in a row. Uh, they fell to Auburn again. Um, I will tell you, I watched every, you know, set volley and spike of that match. Auburn was impressive. I think I was more impressed by them this year than I was in previous years. Um, and that was lack of me watching any games leading up to this. I was just hoping Riverheads had a better chance. I was hoping they had a little more fire. Uh, I really thought they were playing really good volleyball compared, uh, to early in the season. Even looking at some of the other years, I thought they were playing really good. It, they could have even been a bit better than they were, and uh, Auburn still would have won that game. They had the best player on the court by far was over on Auburn side, and then they still had some other great players. Um, and that's no disrespect to Riverheads; Riverheads plenty of good players. Uh, but there was just a monster over there on the other side. But a lot to be proud of for this Riverheads program that has, has gone to the state championship four years in a row. Um, they just can't get over that hump of of winning the thing, but there's still a lot to be proud of to continually reaching that point And that, that excellence. I mean, we, we give draft and football, a lot of credit for making it there uh, these last two years, same thing here for Riverheads volleyball for double the amount of time, making it to that spot coach uh, Amy Moore just picked this program right where it was and kept it going. Uh, and in some ways I thought having playing a little bit better here in the playoffs, but seniors, Gracie Fulton, Kendall Argenbrite, Dayton Moore, uh, Dayton Moore was the region player of the year, uh, coach Amy Moore's daughter. Um, they, they leave having played in a state championship every year they were on varsity. So that's just an incredible feat and a heck of a season out of gladiators.
0: Yeah. They've had a very, very good season. I I know they want to win that state championship and I know there's a lot of people, especially those seniors that are going to be disappointed that they didn't accomplish that goal, but still um, only one team can win a state championship. And we talk about that and, you know, I know, when it comes to Class One football, we say, "Well, it's Riverheads. It's Riverheads. It's Riverheads. Only one team can win. It's going to be Riverheads because they're just better than everybody else." <laughs> and unfortunately for Riverheads volleyball, they're running into a region there, which it's not the same team every year, but that region is just loaded with volleyball talent, and they're just and it running has up been against a lot of Auburn. Yeah, it's it's Auburn. I know Patrick Henry was one year, so yeah, um, it's tough. It's tough when you when you run up against an entire region that good it's it's the same problem fort defiance honestly has had in region c uh in class three now they finally were able to get to a state final uh, and get to that region championship but that whole region is loaded so usually that team that comes out of that region is a favorite to win at all and unfortunately yeah. for riverheads they're running into that now with auburn and patrick henry
1: I'll say Auburn was the best team I watched on NFHS this year. And I I watched more than just Riverheads mm-hmm. games on NFHS this year. I watched a lot of Fort and Rockbridge and those Fort, uh state games and um, a couple, a couple other games, not, not a whole lot of the games, a lot of Fort Riverheads, to yeah. be honest. Auburn was the best team I've seen, best player I've seen. So uh, credit to them. I mean, they, they, they had the talent, so uh, they did the, they did the most with it. They seem well coached, Uh yeah, they just they made Riverheads look not as good because there was just so much pressure, so much hard hitting coming right at them. And, and hey, credit to them. So all the credit in the world to them. Disappointed for Riverheads, but also very proud of what they were able to again accomplish. Yeah. All right, NCAA basketball. Uh, I, I for the college talk, I'm, I'm going to keep leading with the sport that makes me happier. Uh, so basketball is. Uh, Virginia Tech five and zero. They haven't played any great teams yet, but they've done what they're supposed to do against all five of the teams they played. They've absolutely uh dominated every team they played. Um, you know, some of the first halves have been a little bit tighter, but then second half they come out strong, uh, which is a sign of good coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh that's we've talked about that in football and we've seen things go the other way and we'll get yep. past that. But hey, tech has done what they're supposed to do and now they're gonna get tested. This week they have Memphis on Wednesday night. And then if they're win or lose, they'll play a winner or loser of Xavier, who's ranked at 25, or Iowa State. So a big week for Tech basketball. Everybody that's worried about the top 25 ranking for Virginia Tech basketball on, on the Twitter, hey, this week's either going to put us in or keep us out. You know, we get to prove ourselves this week against teams that are, are worth talking about.
0: Yeah, I think it's in a big week for Virginia Tech. It's kind of the start of a tough run for them, honestly. Like, yeah. their, their schedule picks up tremendously here. So they had the five, you know – Tune-up games. They've done well in all of those, which is good. Now they're going to play number nine Memphis. That's a top 10 team. I have seen Mike Young teams go in and beat teams ranked higher than number nine. So by no means am I looking at this Memphis game thinking, oh, my, Virginia Tech can't possibly win this game. I mean, Memphis has Landers Nolly, and that kid's going to build a brick house and solve the homeless crisis. So I think Virginia (laughs) Tech will beat Memphis. And then... Either Xavier or Iowa State. I know Iowa State's not ranked, but Iowa State's no pushover. So that'll be another good test, uh, depending on who they get it there. And, you know, whether they win or lose that Invitational, I, I still think Virginia Tech is going to have a great season. I am interested to yeah. see just in terms of where they're going to stack up, in terms of, you know, how far can this team go in an NCAA tournament. This week we'll kind of play into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I, it'll be fun. And, and like, yeah, even if they fall to Memphis, I'm not going to be turned upside down by that. That's a, that's I will, a good quality not team. Not
0: because I think Virginia tech's bad. It'll be because I can't stand Landers, nolly I
1: I don't like what they're doing in Memphis. I'm not, I haven't been against Penny Hardaway up to recently in my life, but I, there's just a lot of bad vibe around that program that I'm, I'm not being like an
0: FBI investigation the court looks terrible.
1: I hate their court. Oh my goodness. Have you seen that thing? It's blue and gray and,
0: Oh, yeah, I have. I, it took me a minute to realize what you were talking about, and then when you said that, I I, I do remember it. the
1: Eastern Washington of It's ugly.
0: Uh, honestly, I think they should have to have technical fouls like every time the teams have to step on the floor. The officials should just walk out and be like this. <laughs> Double text to the coach, you're out because you approved this, and let's play the game now.
1: I, I'm for that. So big week for Tech. UVA, they began their week well beating Georgia on Monday night, 65 to 55. Uh, That's after last Tuesday. I think as we were recording Mm -hmm. the makeup session, uh, they lost to Houston by 20 and um, or close to 20. And uh, (laughs) that's not math. (laughs) And then, uh, but they did beat Coppin state. And uh, so they, they haven't been their usual cells in UVA. But I would, I, I'll repeat what Mike Barber said last week. Just let's let it go. Like, let let, a, let Tony Bennett deal with these guys, bring them together. Uh, this is a program that won a national championship two years ago. This, you know, winning in November can mean some stuff, but it doesn't mean everything in this sport. So if he gets a plane at the right time, they'll be fine. I think he still has that chance. I just hear a lot of UVA fans just kind of already giving up on the season, and I, I just caution them not to because I'm not – I'm not sure what what they have if they don't have basketball. So I just I caution them against that. They have a week, uh, an, an easier week now that they got done with Georgia. They just play on Friday against Lehigh, and then uh, and that's not you know the Stanton former high school there. Um, that's a college that beat Duke once, and uh, then they'll play JMU next Tuesday. Patriot. So by the time mm-hmm. by the time we record again um, and that it's produced and in, into your ears, they'll probably play JMU by then. Uh, so I just wanted to talk – like I wanted to bring that up and let that transition into JMU basketball talk. But that that's a big-time game, coming over the mountain, UVA coming to JMU, playing in that building. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun.
0: If JMU shoots like they did today, UVA will have no problem. JMU right. did not shoot the three well today. That's why they lost to Kent State. And um, the dreams of a perfect season in that large bid are gone. So <laughs> – we can finally stop that ridiculous talk, unless, of course, someone who is masquerading as a journalist mm-hmm. continues to tweet about it, and then we'll have to deal I, with it. But
1: I brought up such points to my wife tonight, who is a, a JMU alum, and she said, Yeah, not everybody f- thinks that way. No one, like she's like, I didn't think they're going undefeated, like, no one I know thinks they're going undefeated. I said, Fair. Fair point, you know. Yeah, but the, she's the obviously not plugging JMU Twitter. <laughs> the, yeah, they don't up, up, represent the entire JMU fan base. I get that. The problem is,
0: there's a lot more of them.
1: Official, official seeming voices that cover JMU sports are the ones that are being very loud about the opportunity for them to get an out large bid or actually breaking down them going thirty you know And I'm just, it's just. just it It is unfortunate when these loud, raw voices are the ones that, you know, have some officialness beside their name. Well, because they feed this
0: cult-like mentality <sighs> that, again, it's not all JMU fans, but it does feed a cult-like mentality that a rather large portion of that fan base has. Where if you say anything negative ever, I mean, like, I sent something to you when they were like, J. Being realistic, JMU's not going to get it at not to be negative, but JMU's not going to get in at large bit. I was like, why is this negative? This is real. Like, you're speaking truth. It's like, well, not to be negative, but the sun is going to come up tomorrow. We're all going to have to go to work. So, what? Wh- okay, thank you for speaking facts. I, I don't know. Like, it- if yeah. you view – the fact that JMU is not going to the tournament as an at-large bid, and you can't handle that. And if somebody says that, you're like, well, you're just being negative. No, they're being realistic. JMU has a 0% chance. They had a 0% chance at the beginning of the year, or not at the beginning of the year, but, well, yeah, because by the time the the tournament... Yeah, by the time this season started, the CAA had said, you're not going to be in the CAA tournament. So the day that happened, JMU had a 0% chance of making the tournament. And unfortunately... Some people who cover the team did not accept that reality and have tried to feed this narrative of like, well, if JMU does really good, then, oh, let me spoiler alert uh, for all. He's looking at an outdated reference that the turn that honestly, the committee doesn't look at that much RPI, not something they consider anymore. When you look at other analytics and the Ken Palm ratings, which are, he's pretty good at this. He goes into this in depth. He's pretty good at predicting a tournament field as well. Uh, he has JMU as one seventy four. So shut up, person covering the team, and take off the purple and gold glasses. I know you're not going to get as many likes and retweets if you're being honest, but just try it. And Leland's frozen. Yeah,
1: I. Oh, okay. no, I'm not frozen. I was. <laughs> he I, was just. Step-faced. I was waiting for something I disagreed with, and I and I was frozen in agreement. Yeah, it's it's just it stinks. It, it doesn't help the vibe on Twitter when it's just getting fed like that. So yeah, I. I, I have nothing to disagree Also, with for, a, I, for
0: a bunch of people who hate the CAA, they can't seem to stop talking about them.
1: I just would keep talking about the future. What, what, what's this going to look like in three, five years? Just keep talking about just
0: that. Just shut not, not up. Not keep
1: talking about it. Start talking about it. Because it's going to be Shut
0: awesome. up. If you're thinking about the CAA, sh- stop. Get some, like that Michael Jordan meme. meme. Stop. Get some help. Like, stop. <laughs> Let it go. You're leaving. It's over. Let it go. VCU women's basketball.
1: Okay, hit that. Yeah.
0: Great week for them. They beat North Carolina Central like a drum. They played really well. It was a big turnaround uh, from the opener against Middle Tennessee State. And then they played their rival ODU on Sunday. And that game went extremely well. VCU got out to an early lead. They were in control and dominated from basically the tip-off. They had a lot of great runs in that ballgame. And I've been impressed with the last two games from VCU's women's team. They're getting ready to go to the Bahamas, where they will be tested with Washington and North Carolina. Um, We'll see what happens there. It's two power five schools. It's going to be a big, big test for them. But against ODU and their rival, to play the way they did, and again, it's another game where we're looking and they're getting help from uh, Chloe Bloom had a big game. I th- believe she was the leading scorer on the team. Sarah Tibiasu is starting to heat up from three, which is a good sign. We saw Taya Robinson, who was projected to be the leading scorer on the team. She's starting to heat up a little bit. And now we're also seeing it from Janika Griffith-Wallace. Now, she didn't have as many points in that ODU game because she got in foul trouble early. But the first two games of the year, she was the leading scorer. She's having a solid season. And when just I've been really impressed with the depth. When you look at that team and see – the number of contributors, it's phenomenal. I would say rebounding was probably VCU's weaker point in the first two games of the year against ODU, a team that really can rebound. They went in, they knew ODU struggled from the perimeter. They forced them to shoot perimeter shots, and VCU out-rebounded them. Uh, They did a great job. Guards were rebounding forwards were rebounding everybody was rebounding odu was o for 10 or o for 11 i believe from three didn't make a three the whole game uh and that was that was honestly one of the biggest differences vcu dominated the glass and they made their threes and odu didn't
1: yeah well i'm glad they're playing well i'm glad i i, I like that odu score and i liked uh i liked what happened there against a rival there so hopefully a good trip to the bahamas and uh you know some tough matchups down there i, I hear you there but um uh, you know, hopefully they can get something good out of it and then come back and be that much better for it. That's right. Big games this week on the men's basketball side. Tuesday night, uh, so maybe after you've already heard this podcast, but number one, Gonzaga playing number two, UCLA. Got to love a in-season one versus two. And then Friday, Gonzaga back at it again. Uh, they might still be, well, they'll still be ranked number one, but they might, might have lost to UCLA, might not have. Uh, but then they play Duke. So a lot of big names right there. Uh, in those matchups for Gonzaga to play, both of those, you know, 10 p.m. or later starts coming from Las Vegas. So <laughs> Friday night after we get done with the Riverheads Gap game, we can come home and watch some good basketball. And uh, so that'll be fun. It'll be good. At Virginia Tech will be playing Friday night, uh, hopefully late night, because if they win, they play at 9 or later, 9.30. Um, so hopefully we, you know, have a reason for so two So UCLA TVs and, and, family and Gonzaga
0: run. is tomorrow.
1: I meant Gonzaga-Duke on Friday night. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm saying Gonzaga-UCLA yeah. is tomorrow.
1: It's Tuesday night.
0: Yeah. We're recording this on Monday. So tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yep.
0: Well, All right. Maybe I will try to stay up and watch that and fall asleep at halftime.
1: There you go. All right. Speaking of falling asleep, uh, uh. Tech played Miami the other night, and I, I might have dozed off in the early. It was a long day of watching football with some cream sodas. And, uh, but I watched the majority of this game, and I did catch it. And uh, Tech didn't win. And that there's a disappointment to that, but also an acceptance of reality. Uh, You know, if we're going to talk about other fan bases, you know, accepting reality, uh, we need to as well. And I think that game, a lot, a lot of what I saw was just the depth difference between these two programs. And this is Miami team that isn't completely happy with their football coach either. So, um, but there's more depth there. And, and, you know, when we're playing at best, our second option at quarterback. Uh, and he's as limited as he is. That shows depth right there. And, and I think it just goes back to a lot of these, a lot of this talent that's transferred out of here. Uh, so hopefully we're on the route to uh, fixing that. And we'll talk about some of those options in a minute. But um, UVA, they lost to Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: I, I'm, you want to talk about the Miami game? You have something to say about the Miami
0: game? I, I don't think it's just depth. I think Miami's better let's be honest Miami's better they have better players than we do it's not a depth thing I mean top line they're better than we are if everybody's healthy and Virginia Tech can take their pick of the people on their roster playing and Miami gets their pick Miami's gonna kill us we aren't I mean honestly we're not that good I know it's an eight or it's an eight point game but or maybe it's 12 I don't know math's hard I thought it was 36-28 when I looked at it, but it's whatever. You have 38-26. It doesn't matter. We lost. More in there. But the point is Miami's better than we are. Their quarterback can throw the ball deep. Every time – it got to the point where I was watching the game, and every time their quarterback dropped back, if he got the pass off and it was a deep pass, I was like, oh, this guy's going to score a touchdown on this play because our secondary's not going to be there. And sure enough, you would see the secondary people running – at the edge of my screen. And then they would keep panning the screen over. And then you would see the wide receiver who catches the ball, like with five yard separation and running into the end zone. I mean, it's just, yep. they're just not good enough. And JC price is great. Inspirational guy. He's the right guy to heal the fan base, which is fine. But I don't want anyone from this staff involved in the future. I don't want, honestly, if we could have none of the players involved, I'd be okay with that too. I, this is the worst group of Hokies to be involved like wearing tech uniforms and tech shirts on the sideline since before Beamer. It has been the most damaging thing to this football program. So if they could get rid of all of it, I'm fine. I'm fine. No offense to the players. I know they're working hard. Trey Turner's a great talent. I get it. But if the new coach comes in and Trey Turner doesn't like him, then I would say, well, Trey, here's the door. Goodbye. This team is a team that has not gone to a bowl game for two years now, two years in a row, if they don't beat UVA, which I don't think they will.
1: Yeah, they're not good. Um, Just for anybody listening, particularly my mom, we will have a lot of these players back. That's not how the sport works. Uh, so, <laughs> like, Yeah, I no, get I'm, I'm, I get your point. And I get the it. Attitude about it and I don't want any more of this. And, the, like, the staff is probably going to be wiped clean. Like, that's that's very But my clean. point is, like, like if,
0: if there's yeah. a staff member and you have players being like, oh, if you get rid of the staff member, I'm transferring, I'd be like, cool,
1: see ya. You're a loser, too. Yeah, we need a reset. We need a reset. Deuces. We, like, I, don't... We're, it, I mean, it could be physically be worse like we could be over i get that we could be kansas football that their general thing even though they just beat texas and we couldn't uh but like it could be wins and losses worse than it has been but for us this is this is the bottom and this is why we fired a coach like this is Whip babcock understanding the job he has and the program that we have built in the past that has absolutely nosedived and so complete wiping of the coaching staff is likely anybody staying is you know, they. Yeah, this you know, isn't like when Frank Beamer
0: ticket. stepped down and you have your great defensive no, coordinator get that gets carried over.
1: Yeah.
0: That, that person's not on the staff. So, this is, yeah. this is not a good staff. This is a staff that is, at, at best, not prepared at this point in their careers to coach somewhere like Virginia Tech.
1: And Justin Fuente benefited a lot from those players that were still there after Beamer this next coach is not going to benefit like that with these players that are still left. He's and going try to, get the most to out have a job and they'll, yeah. and they'll coach them up and do what they can. And hopefully there's, there's high points and things that make us happy, but the, you know, the, the bulk of these players, the, the guys on the roster is who we'll see on the field next year. Job um, one and, for and, whoever
0: the new coach is going to be trying to land a quarterback in this class yeah. that Find hopefully a transfer, can start a
1: transfer quarterback or something,
0: or yeah, get a transfer that hopefully can come in and start day one because if my options are, right now, someone hiding behind door one, two, or three, or any of the people on the roster, I'll take my chances behind door one, two, and three. I, my goodness. I know what I have here right now. And I know we keep being told Braxton Burmeister is the fastest guy on the team. I find that hard to believe because he doesn't look to be the fastest person on the field when he's running. But, uh, again, I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. That seems to be what the staff assumed every single season. Oh, this is, you know, this is the best passing game we've had since I've been here. That's weird. We don't pass. That's weird. We don't have a quarterback. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't. Maybe I'm the idiot because I can't see it. Although I tend to look at the scoreboard and we tend to lose more than we win. So I don't know. Maybe you're the idiot. And to all the people who's sitting here like, these kids work hard. Gosh, darn it. Grit. Well, take your grit and... <laughs> Go take a bleep. I don't care. I, I so don't care. These kids work hard. Cool. So
1: supposed do construction
0: to. workers. they are
1: supposed to. What do you want? Yeah, cooking? so do construction <laughs> workers. I have
0: more respect for construction <laughs> workers. At least the road eventually gets built. With this team, we're not building anything other than a crap sandwich. I don't need that.
1: Uh, my mom, our loyal listener, the one, She watched the Nebraska, Wisconsin game the other day. And so she comes into the room on Sunday and she's like, and I know she's listening to this, but for the other tens of listeners, this is the story. She comes into the room and you gotta remember, I played wide receiver in high school. You gotta remember she watches every tech football game that she's able to watch, which is the high majority of them. She comes in and she's like, man that when I watched that Nebraska they did so good at that at catching that football they just they really were catching the football it was really good. like she was amazed with the passing game of Nebraska who nearly fires their coach and and it's just like a complete shot not only at, as the my favorite team that she watches and cheers for just because I like them and you know she paid a lot of money for my education at the place but also I had the position I played in high school <laughs> so I was like wow you know, shot taken. <laughs> Message received, mom. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't seen good enough passing in the past. I, I get it. Uh, I just.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just keep telling myself, I'm like, one more week. One more week. Win or lose, it's over. <laughs> and, then, and then we hope that we win the offseason by getting a slam dunk hire. Like, that's that's what we're on to.
1: I want to come back to slam dunk hire, but. UVA, they lost to Pitt. Uh, I think that was predictable. I, I don't think it's yeah. reasonable to think that they weren't going to beat Pitt. I think Pitt's a better football team than UVA. Mm-hmm. I think they showed that. UVA battled. They, they, were, they were around. They were never so far out of that game. So credit to them. They can score points. That's why they're probably going to beat us is because they can score points. But it sets up the game next week to where we're not playing a game, Tech U versus UVA. The Hokies trying to keep UVA from an ACC championship game. It keeps – you know, now we had also lost to Miami, but we were still, up until that, mathleti- mathematically available for such things. Now it's just our bowl eligibility or not. That's all that's on the line. And since I hate UVA so much <laughs> and I don't want to lose to them, I'm glad we've lowered the, the stakes for this one. Because I just have no confidence going to this game. We can't score points. We don't seem to stop people from scoring points very well either. But we can we can't score enough points to beat UVA. I have zero hope of winning this football game. If we are in this game, that's a gravy for me because I just don't I I just don't see it. I have watched enough of UVA this year, and I've watched every moment of us, and we don't have it.
0: Twenty six points in college football is not a lot, not not if you're good. So the fact that we scored twenty six, that's a lot for us. It's not a we lot for possession
1: to do that. I yeah, mean, we, it's not
0: we, it's not a lot for your average team. But it's a ton yeah. for us. I mean, that's like we've broke the piggy bank on the scoring. Like, I hope we save some points for the UVA game. But I just, I don't know, man. I guess, yes, I want, since I know that beating UVA and going to a bowl game isn't going to do something stupid like save Justin Fuente's job, I, wanna I want to win that. the game. But yeah. I'll be honest, part of me for my sanity just wants it to be over. And no. so, there's part of me that's like, if we lose, okay. Like, that what? just means we don't go to a bowl game, and I don't have to put myself through a bowl game.
1: You yeah. always want that extra month of practice, so there's no, there's no scenario that I don't I don't like that. these players. I, wanna... I don't
0: know if you caught that earlier. I don't I like these players, that, so I don't – if they don't have another right? month of like practice, I don't they're care. They're
1: going to be here in the spring in August and next September and October. Like, they're going to be here. So, like, we want them – to be around the new guy as much as possible. And there's a very good likelihood that during this bowl season, that new guy will be in the building. Maybe he won't be the hands-on guy with him, but he'll be in the building. There'll start to be the interactions. they will start to be knowing who's who. There can be start to be the, I don't like this guy. I'm getting the hell out of here. Or like you want them to be, or, you know, the, oh yeah, you know, I like this guy. I'm going to buy into what he's going to say. I'm looking forward to, you know, starting this practices with him in the off season and, and going forward. So I, I want the bowl game. And I, I mean, I don't want to lose to UVA. No matter what happens, I don't want to lose to UVA. Like I just, there's no scenario that I'm going to come up with, you know, the realistic scenario of sports that I would say, yeah, I want to lose to UVA. That's never going to happen. So I want to win. I want to go to a bowl game. I want, for all the reasons I just said. <laughs> I so, Go ahead. Respond to that or I'm moving it on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess like, let's say we hire a, Jamie Chadwell or,
1: uh, so still Carolina's coach.
0: Yeah. Or the, they the might. guy's name is escaping me at Louisiana right now. But, um, Napier. Yes. Billy Napier. Um, if, if all of our players left, all of them, like say, none of them, all of them meet this coach and are like, I hate him. Ugh. <laughs> and they leave. He's not about grit. And we're like, cool. He's about winning. So cool. Uh, and they got a bunch of the players from either Coastal Carolina or Louisiana to transfer in to fill some of those spots. Obviously not the whole team. but The Mikey on approach. Yeah. Let me tell you, Virginia Tech improves if that happens. In that nightmare scenario where everyone leaves, and let's say he only gets like 10 people to transfer in from those schools, or let's say it's even five. Those five players being, and then whatever he's able to bring in in a recruiting class, they're better. They're better. Honestly, if the quarterback room, if Your all of the quarterback room, room the leaves, way
1: of here. if
0: all of the quarterback room leaves, that's a win for Virginia Tech. That's yeah, 1-0. They keep
1: trying to. Every year, it seems like they try to. So
0: if, if that Knox-Katom <laughs> goof transfers, whatever that long-haired guy's name is, I don't even know. I don't Rundberg. care to know. Who?
1: Rundberg, the guy playing that night?
0: Sure. And I don't want to know his name. I don't. Let, let me say. Him? More so than anyone else, I hope transfers out because I don't want to learn his name. And Burmeister, if all three of them transfer out, Virginia Tech is one and zero to start next year. That's one and zero, and that you know what Virginia Tech football should tweet hashtag one and zero. That's the tweet. If all three of them transfer, you don't have to drag them on Twitter. Just hashtag one and zero. We'll know what it means.
1: I mean, I think it's I think it's very possible for a quarterback room to look a lot different, but. The rest of the roster, there's going to be a lot of familiar names. Like no matter no matter how much you wish it, it's,
0: I kind of hope it's going not. To be, Let me it's say this,
1: just a fact of what's like about Virginia to
0: Tech fans love to do during the Fuente years, when people would transfer, they would come up with reasons why it wouldn't matter, and that guy he's not tough enough to be here, and blah blah blah. And in Hindenhooker's case, he just needed to go somewhere else so he could actually get some coaching and be good. Uh, whoever leaves this program. Sweet. Deuces. Don't ever come back. You won't be invited back. We're not going to have great moments in Virginia Tech history uh, surrounded by the Justin Fuente era.
1: It appears we open with ODU these next two years at ODU next year and home against ODU the year after that. So ODUs are for the future here, our openers here. So some of these other names that I wanted to bring up, uh, I think last week I skipped new names because we had talked about it with with Barber. But i rearranged my names this week because I want to talk about the guys that have recently become available that get brought up as possible coaches for Virginia Tech. Dan Mullen fired this week from Florida Mm -hmm. after a bad stretch of the season here. And uh, because they win the East last year, SEC East last year. Did they play in the championship game against Bama?
0: You know what? I don't remember. I thought they did. I want to say no. I felt like it was Georgia. Cause Georgia Maybe, went to that BCS bowl
1: game. Florida wasn't absolutely terrible last year by any means. And uh, there they were. And then Gary Patterson from TCU. So let's start with Dan Mullen and why I don't want him. I don't want him because of, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me go off about how much I don't like Dan Mullen before. Uh, Hugh Freeze still leads my list of people I don't want at tech, but Dan Mullen's down there towards him. Cause I just don't think he's the kind of guy I want leading my favorite team. I, I don't like him. I don't like the the gaffes that he's had kind of continually through his coaching career at Florida that I think played a big role in him being asked to leave. I don't really want – I want Virginia Tech competing for national championships, and I don't want a guy that was just told, you're not good enough to get our Florida SEC team to a national championship. I don't – I'm not quick to invite that to Virginia Tech because I'd rather have somebody that – hasn't coached at that high level that I think could get me there than Dan Mullen that was just told, you can't get you there. Um, all that paired together, it it all goes hand in hand. I, am not ignoring that he's had success at the sec sec is a good conference. He's had success there. That's, I acknowledge that that has happened. Still doesn't mean I want him. Hugh freeze has some of that in his resume too. Don't want him either. Um, so that's my Dan Mullen. Do you have any comments in rebuttal to that? or
0: Yes, experience? I think his gaffes maybe didn't help, but I think that was a – maybe that will be listed as the probable cause or in addition to the probable cause, but he's getting fired because of some of the teams he lost to and almost losing to Sanford. Yeah. Yes,
1: he's I He's getting fired
0: like- because they're only a one-and-a-half point favorite against Florida State this week.
1: I, I just got rid of a coach that brought teams into stadiums not ready to play the opponent in front of them. I'm looking at Dan Mullen, who's done a lot of that in his time at Florida. I'm just saying,
0: like, if – if
1: he, he was ready to play Bama. That was great. And they, they battled Bama and, and the athletes they have there. And if if they, they played at that level the, the whole nation, season, yeah, Dan no, Mullen he would he still be the hard. coach.
0: So, yeah. I'm just but saying, that's why he's, he's not teams, being brought not back.
1: Ready. I don't want him is my answer.
0: I agree with you. I don't want Dan Mullen either. I agree.
1: Gary Patterson, TCU fired him. Mm Kind of surprisingly. That was one of these guys that, I mean, he was there well before they came into Mm -hmm. the Big 12, uh, had the success in the Mountain West before that. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the reason that program is in the Big 12. His leadership, I mean, he is kind of the Frank Beamer of TCU uh, in in a lot of different ways. They pushed him on out of there. You know, gave him the, hey, this is going to be your last season. And he said, if you don't want me, I'm out now. And he's he's out. Fair enough. I don't want him. I don't want him because one of his, you know, one of the guys in his coaching tree is Justin Puente, the guy we just got rid of. I don't want more of this. I, I want a different offensive guru. I want a different, I want a different tree. I don't want the same tree. I don't, I don't, you know, well, his assistant didn't, paying out let's just go get the main guy no let's get a different tree you know enough with the stupid kind of tree that he is and Uh, i yeah i want a different different
0: forest yeah i want a different forest like don't even go to the same forest
1: no i don't want yeah yeah i fair enough yeah i don't want a big 12 coach how's that (laughs) yeah stay away
0: (laughs) stay away from the big 12 that's not a power five conference stay away
1: so that's my two coaches this week i keep talking having Jamie Chadwell on my list from coastal Carolina to talk about, let's just touch him here for a second. Cause you never know what news might break by the time we talk against. So I just at least want to mention, cause I've talked about Napier. I've talked about a lot of the guys that have been talked about a lot. Um, I'm not, I'm not eager for Jeremy Chadwell. I know if we end up hiring that guy, I'll find why I'm excited about him. I just would like a little bit higher of success for a little bit longer for me to, to be wanting somebody like that. That's my first comment about Chadwell. But if we hire him, you're going to hear me say different things than
0: that. Yeah, I guess I don't know what you're looking for then. Because I felt like with Whit Babcock's comments at that press conference, it was pretty obvious he was going to try to hire a head coach. And so at that point, you're looking at Chadwell, Napier.
1: uh, I like Napier better, I guess is one thing I'm saying.
0: Lottery ticket, Luke Fickle. But... um,
1: I think Chadwell's had more success than Napier. I heard Chadwell's name for the first time last October.
0: Wasn't he the coach? Yeah, I mean, last year they were pretty good.
1: Okay, I've heard about Napier before that. I mean, they've been on a bit of a run down there with Louisiana. I, I thought <laughs> I, I, I've known who he was at least. Uh, maybe maybe I'm. Maybe it's not some grand difference. I just I've been hearing Billy. Napier's voice, I, they were talking about Napier last year when we said we should fire Fuente. And yeah, I, don't remember. I
0: just think Coastal won the Sun Belt last year. I think they're in line to win it again this year, unless Appalachian yeah. State is undefeated in the conference, which I don't
1: think they I are. I just thought Napier was a little more established. Um, I've liked some of the stuff I've read on Napier. I guess I've read more on Napier because I read fine. it a year ago. I didn't read Chadwell's stuff last year.
0: That's fine. I I'll take either one. I'm not stressing out about it. Um, and to be honest, like whoever Whip Babcock hires, as long as it's not like a Dan Mullen or a Hugh freeze or Gary Patterson, um, I'll give him a shot. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be eager to like whoever we get. I think I try to say that with whatever I say, like, even though and, I'm saying somebody else, and I think it's going to take multiple years. I'm not
0: going to be like, if we have a rough first year or a rough first two years, I'm not going to be sitting here saying, well, this guy's got to go like, Uh, This guy is going to need time to bring actual talent into the program and be able to coach up said talent. Because I don't that's the other thing. Right. And this is why a lot of the things I read are like, well, the talents here, you know, it's just the coaching. And I'm like, I don't buy even that. Like, I don't think this staff can evaluate talent.
1: The, the difference between Napier and Chadwell is just one season. Napier had the season before in 2019. He had a good season. Though. Okay. So that's, that's the difference. That's the honest difference. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I thought. I kind of thought they were about the same. And
1: Coastal I, Carolina I, the I, last I, two years
0: I, has had better years. So that's not saying that he can't be a better coach than Chadwell. But.
1: I mean, they're 10 and one this year. So I don't know, like, how greatly better.
0: Oh, they're both 10 and one? Well, then they'll play each other in the Sun Belt Championship, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Well, winner gets to coach us, I guess. I don't know.
0: What a great <laughs> yes! I could be down for that. I could be down for that. And then you bring your roster to Blacksburg, and we'll send our roster there.
1: I am hoping whoever we get, we could kind of get in line there at the beginning of December. Like, and I think either one of those names, like after that championship for the Sun Belt, that then they leave, I, and, and that stinks for those programs. I that, that would stink if I'm one of those coaches. And, he leaves after winning the conference before we get to a bowl game. That would stink, but you're coming to the ACC. So I think either one of those guys, we, we will get them the second week of December. Um, I, I want that. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be waiting on somebody from Alabama that needs to coach into January. I, I want to go. I'm oh my gosh. Go.
0: Leland. No, if, if Whit Babcock feels an assistant coach is the right decision and he's an assistant on Alabama or whatever, then I'm going to, I'm willing to wait. If that's who Whip Babcock really wants, if he thinks that's the best answer, I'm willing to trust Whip Babcock
1: in that sense. Absolutely kill our recruiting. Like our recruiting class this year will be. Leland, I just got got done
0: saying this is going to be a one to two year project. It's not going to be. uh, We hire a new coach. Band aids on the We start a year behind. We're going to start a year behind (laughs) anyway because we waited another year to not to not fire Fuente. You should have fired him last year if you didn't want to have a bad recruiting class.
1: I want to coach in place in the beginning of December. You chose Whip
0: Babcock chose to have a lame duck coach, a dead man walking on his staff this year. That was his choice. He made. I killed recruiting
1: another year. I don't know how clear I
0: can be with. that. He killed recruiting for this class. Then, that's when he killed it. So, okay, if he thinks an assistant coach on Alabama or wherever, Cincinnati or Notre Dame or whatever.
1: who on who's on Alabama? Like that's okay. Who on Alabama do you want? Like that's my problem. I don't. I don't know who that is. So like, I don't. I don't even. Have I don't a know. Most point. of his
0: assistant coaches seem to be doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I'm.
0: He has a pretty successful tree. I would go to that forest. I wouldn't mind going to that Napier, forest.
1: Who, Napier. Napier. really Napier was. Who was he before? I'm just saying. Yeah, he's like, been at Alabama. He was at Alabama in 11. Okay. He was at Clemson and Alabama before. So he's already been in that tree. So I, I'm, I'm good. Let but
0: if, if Whip Babcock is doing interviews and he thinks an assistant, a current assistant on that staff or Notre Dame staff or some other staff that is going to be playing in the playoff, like if he thinks that's the better hire, then I will trust Whip Babcock to make that. And I won't complain because, mm. well, we're a month behind on recruiting or whatever. It's, Our recruiting it, it class will, is going to suffer this year, whether we start in December or January. So I would rather have the person that Whip Babcock thinks is going to be a better coach and help us long-term. It's the long game. It's not short game. It's long game.
1: I'm not even sure like who I'd be referencing right here. So I don't, I, don't, I mean like even on, like on two different articles I've clicked on since we've been arguing about this point, that doesn't matter. I don't even see anybody from Alabama's coaching staff. So. Um. All right, let's move the conversation on JMU, FCS. They're trying to win it on the way out. Uh, they will get the first round by because they're a three seed. They play, they'll play Florida A&M or Southeastern Louisiana. They'll beat them. And then they would host a potential Montana. And then their road would go through traveling up to North Dakota State. So it's as entertaining as it could get for uh, FCS there because they have the history with Montana. They have. Everybody has history at North Dakota State. So that's the path for JMU on their way out. Great. (laughs) Football from last Saturday. Uh, What stood out to you from uh, the non-Virginia Tech games? Other than the one, hold the one. Everything else. Anything else?
0: Well, I don't know which one. The the one at the top or the one at the bottom?
1: The one at the bottom. Hold that one.
0: Okay. I wasn't going to go to that one first anyway. Um, Michigan State getting absolutely rocked at noon surprising i didn't get to that right at noon i turned it on when it was 21 to nothing and was like oh i need to look for another game um i went to wake forest clemson and then wake forest let me down uh which i think that's another name that's being floated around dave clausen i'm not gonna hate it but that is one that i don't know if i'll love
1: well, if Whit Babcock thinks that's the right man for the job. Like I'm I said,
0: gonna... <laughs> I'm not going to hate it. I'm just, I'll like it. I'm not going to love it.
1: As Barber said a week ago, he's had a lot of success at two small private schools. We are not a small private school.
0: Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman would be better than any quarterback we've had in the Justin Fuente era as well.
1: I mean, Hooker's playing well now that's well
0: fair that's that's true
1: we just couldn't unlock him yeah that's fair uh so yeah i was shocked when michigan state, state scored too but yeah getting to what we both had right we both called this we uh, i we didn't even talk about it much last week loved we it. instantly were saying wow. the same thing i thought utah was gonna beat oregon so did you they mopped them it was great i loved it watched i had that on the other tv while tech was on loved every minute of it Oregon, get out of here. Pack, twelve, get out of here.
0: Great investment in Utah. Um, Buy stock of the <laughs> Utah Utes was a huge win. Saved what had been a rather dicey Saturday before that uh, started. A, started the turnaround in the night games, and it was just delicious. That was a game, honestly. That was the best kind of game to watch because Utah was up so big early that I was like, I can enjoy. I can just sit back and enjoy. And and love it. Because Cincinnati's already won big. Uh, I would have loved to see Arkansas be able to pull off that upset. But that's honestly, that's where the stock improved. Because Arkansas covered. So good job for them. Um, but Utah, Utah winning was big. I still think Alabama is going to lose a second game. I don't think they're beating Georgia. So whether they lose against Auburn or not, I think they're going to lose to Georgia and I think they're going to be out of the playoffs. So really for Cincinnati, I think it's just keep on winning. That's what you have to do.
1: This week, I want to lead it back to there. Ohio State plays Michigan. That's number 2 versus number 6 versus uh according to the AP poll and number and Oklahoma Oklahoma State uh from the Big 12 there playing mm-hmm. next Saturday. What that leads me to is that they're running out of ways to keep Cincinnati out, but it seems they're going to find a way. So which way do they find? I think they might have Michigan ahead of Cincinnati in the poll on Tuesday night.
0: I don't know about that. I will say Ohio state's already ahead of them. But it doesn't right. matter if Michigan's ahead of them or not.
1: And Ohio State's playing, re- Ohio State's playing good. Like Ohio State is playing
0: well. But it doesn't They're matter if Michigan's well. ahead of them or not. Because either Ohio State will beat Michigan or Michigan will beat Ohio State. And Correct. that will get out of their way. That's
1: why I think they definitely put Michigan up. So they have the top four matchup for the TV this weekend.
0: Maybe. Um, as a de facto playing game. That's right. maybe. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm not worried about Ohio State-Michigan. That, that will sort itself out. What I'm worried about is the the Big 12 championship game there that okay may, may yeah. even be rematched. What Honestly, what you have to hope for, if that rematch happens, they split. That's what you have to hope for. And preferably Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. Because Oklahoma State's undefeated, I believe.
1: Yeah, they need Oklahoma State not...
0: You not need fair. Oklahoma State not to be undefeated, because I don't think Oklahoma State's better than Cincinnati, but the committee will say it.
1: Committee will, yeah.
0: So you need Oklahoma to beat Oklahoma State, and then if they play each other again, then you can have Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. But because no, then you run Alabama the risk of Oklahoma have, jumping you
1: with some But we do still have Alabama losing, per what you were saying.
0: Alabama's going to lose. Alabama, with Got two to- losses, will not be ahead of them.
1: Absolutely. Cincinnati has to see Alabama lose. Cause you can't well, it's Alabama going win to happen. I'm not worried about it. Georgia. I've watched
0: Alabama play. Alabama is not beating Georgia. I've watched Alabama. I've watched Georgia. Alabama is not beating how Georgia. How
1: much money are you putting on that game?
0: No more than usual.
1: Okay.
0: That's how I don't double lose.
1: It. That's what you need to do. You need to double it. No. Nope. Double down on that thing.
0: No. Nope. That's how I <laughs> stay responsible. Just double play. The same amount. <laughs> Keep it even on the stocks. But um, yeah, uh, Alabama. Sorry, no. I watched Georgia play Arkansas. I watched them absolutely kill Arkansas for a second. I thought I was watching someone gut a pig on national t v when I was watching that game. <laughs> Alabama was struggling with Arkansas. Alabama's That's not that I good. Think. Let's again, I'll say it again. I don't think Alabama's that good now. I'm comparing it to other Alabama teams for sure, but like. Again, if you took Cincinnati's resume and you took Alabama's resume, Cincinnati's been more... I mean, their win against Notre Dame, in my mind, is more impressive than Alabama.
1: I still want... I want there to be the way... I don't want for Cincy to have to play Georgia first because I do think Georgia's the best team. I I don't think they will. I I just want them in. I just want them in, though. It's my problem. Yeah, I think
0: Alabama uh, and... One of the big 10 teams that will be ahead of them will lose. So yeah. I think that clears the way for them to be the three. And then
1: that'd be great.
0: Somebody moves. Yeah. Notre Dame maybe moves into four. And so that's what I think oh, happens there. That, and
1: golly, Notre Dame getting their butt rocked by Georgia. Oh my God.
0: To be fair, whoever plays Georgia is going to get murdered. Get Georgia yeah. is your national champion. It's yep. Yeah, I agree. We don't even need the playoff this year to figure that out, but
1: and that's usually my argument is that like, you know, last year that was my main argument. And but I wanted to open it up this year. like I never thought I didn't care about Cincinnati as much last year because I, I did. Think they're, I think they're better this year and, they, and they've had a game that they've won. You know, that's a cool thing in this thing. They've won a game that, you know, helps me tell that story that they're better this year. And so I want them to be in, at least have their shot. If they get smoked, they get smoked. But I want them to be in. But, yeah, last year – There's talk that Ohio State do. might jump Alabama, not, by the, the way. It's not the difference in them winning the national championship or something like this, but – Yeah. Yeah. There's talk I, you know, of – Ohio State's playing really good.
0: There's talk of Ohio State jumping Alabama this week. That's fine. And that fine. might happen.
1: If but, they go to two, they go to two.
0: Um, just while we were talking about playoff rankings. But, again, Ohio State, Michigan, the loser of that is out of the playoff. I guess I hope Oklahoma wins against Oklahoma state. Um, and they don't pull some shenanigans where Oklahoma now jumps Cincinnati. Although I wouldn't put it past them. Um,
1: did it last year,
0: honestly. And I, Ohio state is better than most Ohio state teams. Don't get me wrong. But if you're telling me as, uh, you know, I guess this year, Cincinnati fans, since Virginia techs, maybe a bowl team. Um, but probably not. I would much rather play Ohio state. I would rather play Ohio state five times than play Georgia. I would rather play Ohio state with my program. Like if you lose, you have to get rid of your program versus play Georgia. And if you lose, then this is, you know, a mark against these G five teams in a playoff.
1: Let's keep her moving here. Quickly touch NFL. I want to lead with the football team. They've won a couple in a row, I guess two in a row. They beat the Panthers. Uh, that was good for Rivera to mm-hmm. go back into Carolina, win with Cam Newton, staring him in the face. And uh, that's, that's a, you know, it's a four and six football team, is, is the football team. But that was one of those, like, satisfying wins that that, that franchise doesn't seem to be able to find very often. So I was, I was happy for my, my football team friends on that one.
0: It's a big win for them. Uh, they're four and six. I, you know, like there's you a said, path,
1: but it's just a very unlikely path.
0: Yeah, it's an unlikely path, but it's a win's a win. You'll take it and you'll move on to the next week.
1: You have a, you have a lot of Giants and Eagles down the stretch, and that that's what keeps that does help.
0: Open. Now I think yeah. that division is pretty equally not good, so I think they will beat each other up, and no one will come out on top outside of Dallas, who I know they lost to Kansas. And Dallas City, should but, come out on top, who
1: still doesn't play up every week.
0: Well, I think Kansas City's good. Like, I think Kansas City's finally starting to figure themselves out. I can't out get that
1: game two weeks ago out of my brain. Where they just laid an egg.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I think but they've everybody won three has. straight. Everybody in the NFL has. Yeah, I, I think just, they've won three straight now, but yeah.
1: A couple weeks ago, whatever it was, it was yeah. a home game that they were play- terrible in. I thought yeah. it was only two straight. However, it doesn't matter. I, I, really I would be about. worried. I, let's just say I don't want
0: to play Kansas City in a playoff game. Uh, they woke up. Now, they're still not like what we're used to seeing the past few years, but they're playing better, and I wouldn't want to play them in a playoff game.
1: Yeah, it was only two weeks ago that they lost to the Denver Broncos. Oh, with Cowboys. Oh, that's, okay. that's what I was referencing.
0: Oh, Dallas, Dallas. I was talking about Kansas City. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no. I, I No, I wasn't talking about Kansas City. They woke up. Yeah um your ravens won a game you guys had a lot of guys missing you found a way to win that's a sign of a With the backup quarterback team. yeah you, it looked like you're gonna lose i i left i was watching games that i left i i was forced to need to leave for good reason i was like oh they're gonna lose i get to pick on joe and then i got home i was like i don't have that so but my Steelers are the opposite they found a way to lose
0: yeah that's a shame um the bears yeah we beat the bears their quarterback got knocked out at one point uh we had our backup in the whole game we found a way to overcome andy dalton's comeback drive and um wow big win for you us beat
1: Andy Dalton, great job yeah <laughs> big win for
0: us just like old times beating andy dalton but um I, I, I did see players. where the bears said Justin Fields is not starting on Thanksgiving. So I think the lions have a backup and that means the bears have Andy Dalton and, uh,
1: maybe we'll see another tie. I'll just anybody say, like two, has anybody a recent time that no one's tied two games in our like lifetime. Have they? I don't Since think 90. so. I don't think so either.
0: I don't know. That game's going to be bad. And it's on Thanksgiving. And honestly, that'll be a real test to determine how thankful you are. If you can watch that game and find something to be thankful for, man, good for you. Because I think if you watch that game, you're going to be wanting to get rid of the sport. <laughs> I can't even remember the Lions backup's name. It makes me laugh when I hear it, but I can't even remember his name.
1: I mean, he tied the Steelers, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> i watched him i
0: can't remember I oh man good times
1: yeah i'm true quickly my, my radio is silent since 90 no no team has tied two games in one season so uh it's so unlikely it's gonna happen again I'm, i don't even know i'm looking it up yeah let's get out of here we don't have a guest this week let's just go straight to the d block and get out of here All right, D-Block, Tom here on the Experts Podcast, and I am going to lead us off here with uh, not necessarily what's dominating my life, but just what something that happened recently that I want to talk about, brought up memories of things that have previously dominated my life. We recently watched the Netflix documentary where they talked about the uh, malice at the palace. Well, here on Sunday night, there was another bad scene, uh, not at the palace, but at Detroit on that same looking court. Uh, this time, LeBron James involved, uh, where he... Uh, catches a player uh, with uh, – not sure if it's his elbow or his fist at first, and bloodies um, uh, <laughs> Thomas's face. Isaiah Stewart. Uh, Stewart. Uh, not Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Stewart. The other uh, Isaiah Piston. Come on, yeah. come on, Detroit. Uh, so, <laughs> Stewart's face, bloody's his face. He then – I'll give him credit. He's, he's not backing down from LeBron. He's standing up for himself just because – you know, the, the best player in the league, and I've quote, quoted there, uh, is, is coming at me. I'm not uh, backing down. The first step of that, I have no problem with. The 1,800 steps after that where he was couldn't be contained, couldn't be restrained, you know, seems to calm down and then starts charging after LeBron again, absolutely uncalled for, have to be suspended. He has been two games. LeBron James, for his involvement there, which after looking at it more – he caught him with the back of his fist, not with the elbow, though I, I think he might have been okay if his elbow hit him in that moment. Uh, he gets suspended one game because he didn't carry on the procedure after that. Uh, so he gets one game. I, I'm fine with those suspensions on how they got handed out. Uh, I think LeBron James immediately realized I shouldn't have brought that aggression um, because you can kind of see some movement from him of, hey, let's calm this back down. Um, But I do think he meant to have contact with him in that second uh, split second there. So I have no problem with him being suspended Um, for a guy that wears the badge of, you know, being a voice from the NBA and has opinions on a lot of stuff outside of the NBA. I'm really disappointed. LeBron left the building uh, without press conference, without talking to anybody in the media and even here. Twenty four hours still hasn't. Uh, I'm really disappointed in his decision that he can't step up and have something to say about this. He can lie about it for all I care. He can, he can say, I never even meant to touch the guy. I was just turning around, run down the court. He can say whatever he wants, or Hey, I was trying to deck him and kind of missed and he's still standing. He can say whatever he wants to say. I just need to hear a little from LeBron on this. And I think as the, one of the, the heads of basketball right now, I think it's very disappointing that he doesn't stand in there, answer questions about this, um, whether he wants to say the truth or not, you know, I, I, I we got to hear his voice on this. So I was really disappointed, you know, just based on everything I hear from LeBron, you know, from Twitter, I I'd like to see him sitting in that chair after. Uh, but like I said, I'm fine with this suspension. I'm fine with LeBron being suspended. He, he hit the guy he, he needs to sit down. I'm fine with the guy that got hit getting more games. He went crazy after that and, and could not be restrained. Um, he, you, that's a bad look and you, you got to sit him down and you got to make the point that we can't have that. And so uh, that's that's what's happening there, and uh, the other irritation about this is that if this was the late '80s, I think this would have just been a quick highlight on Sports Center. We move on. Uh, it shows the difference between what the bad boy Pistons and uh, you know Michael Jordan, the goat, the real goat, what he went through at the time. I mean, he used to get decked, and he'd get back in the guy's. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going. There's blood everywhere. And uh, I don't know if guys got even got suspended at, at, in the early part of this. I do think the league made an effort to start cleaning this up in the early nineties. And, um, you know, you know, the palace kind
0: of really broke it, but yeah.
1: Malice and the palace has definitely set it on a different thing, but I mean, Detroit, I mean, they had Bill lambeer and all these guys just absolutely decking people all the time. And uh, it just seemed like part of the game. So uh, it was a two sided disappointment. I'm disappointed with today's NBA and LeBron not standing there and, and answering questions. I'm disappointed that, you know, I I liked the league better then, <laughs> whether yeah. it's good or not. I liked it better then when there was that aggression and that fight. And I think a lot of that kind of stuff is why we didn't see super teams back then. We didn't see the three best players in the league coming together on one team because two weeks earlier they were probably all fighting and yeah. hitting each other. And you didn't see Charles Barkley going into the Bulls like. I, so uh, that's that's my thoughts on the Sunday night of NBA action that I saw in Sports Center.
0: I was in a group text today with uh, some friends and the one was like, I can't believe Isaiah Stewart only got two games for all that. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, well, you know, conspiracy theorist, he was only going to get two games because Adam Silver was never going to suspend LeBron for more than one. And LeBron yeah, a, kind of instigated of that.
1: LeBron, LeBron's plan was supposed to play a Madison square garden next game. And, and so there was talk of like, maybe there's minimal suspensions here. Because the league wants LeBron playing the Madison Square Garden. I'm glad they did suspend him, though. I, I, I would have been high conspiracy if they didn't.
0: What if he appeals and they don't get to it before the Madison Square
1: Garden game? <laughs> It'd be smart for LeBron just to take this one. If he's not man enough to stand there and talk about uh, what happened there, I think he needs to be man enough just to take the suspension and sit down again.
0: That's not usually he likes how his it works. That's usually not how it works. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, what has been dominating my life has been hockey. It's uh, the sport that I love watching. Uh, it's, it's great. The Caps have been pretty good this year. They're second in their division behind the Carolina Hurricanes. Bad news, Carolina Hurricanes have played three less games than the Washington Capitals. By the time this recording is done, it'll be two less games. Um, but uh, the Florida Panthers are out to a hot start again. They look great. Tampa Bay is looking good again. Toronto's up there, but Toronto's going to do what they do best in the playoffs, and that's lose. It's just a question of which team beats them in the first round. Um, again, the Caps and Hurricanes off to a hot start again as well. But out west, the Avalanche, who were a team that looked dominant last year, they're off to a little bit slower of a start. Again, they haven't played as many games either, but they are not as good on the road as maybe they had hoped. Um, and in fact, I think, Yeah, they're right now at home struggling with the Ottawa Senators who I'll just say are not good. I'll keep it PG. They're not good at hockey. So (laughs) that is upsetting as a person who may or may not have put an investment on the Avalanche tonight. Uh, But the Canadian teams, there's a lot of build there again this year. And. Unlike last year where they all played each other, so it kind of felt like, okay, all these teams are maybe not very good. Uh, They're playing other teams now. They're not doing that kind of scheduling they had last year due to COVID. Edmonton looks great. I really like what I'm seeing from Edmonton here early. Uh, Calgary looks good as well. And then, of course, uh, Winnipeg. And, like I said, Toronto's up there. But uh, if you bet Toronto to win the Stanley Cup, you should just light your money on fire because – At least that way you'll get the entertainment value of watching fire. So it'll be more rewarding for you. But that's hockey right now.
1: Well, I'll catch up with that like in what April. That is about (laughs) when the playoffs will start. Yeah, that's that's where I come in. Um, All right. So what I know that you need to know and, and if you have something else, we can talk about it. But I wanted to have a collective one here and talk about what we are thankful for, but in sports. So, you know, not the real uh, real life stuff and our family and friends and all that. We, we of course are thankful for all them. Let's talk about what you are thankful in sports. I'm going to require you to not use the same one I did. Uh, so I'm going first since I brought up the topic, I'm thankful that we are having a head football coach search at Virginia tech. I'm thankful. We don't have to go through another off season of uh, what our program is doing not to move forward. And for over a year now, I have been on the same train as you of we are wasting time of moving our program in a direction towards winning by keeping Fuente. So I'm glad we're not still dealing with that. And uh, I'm very thankful that uh, we will see a change in Virginia Tech at head coaching. I hate it. I hate having a change in head coach. I wanted Fuente to work when we hired him. I wanted it to be the right move. I did. I wanted, you know, the next Beamer, the next guy that's going to be there from, you know, his, uh, that age. And then until his retirement, I wanted that. That's what I want for all my teams. That's what I, you know, I, I like that Mike Tomlin's been there the same amount of time as Cowher now at Pittsburgh. I like, um, you know, I liked that Beamer was there for, I like that kind of thing. That's, that is part of what I'm looking for. And these, when we talk about these coaches, I want a guy that kind of gives me that feeling that he could be happy here, stay here like Mike Young in basketball. I think he could be here, stay here for a long time, be happy like maybe a little bit younger for football so we can have more time of that, but that, that's, that's what I want. But um, so I'm not thankful that we're having a coaching search, but I'm thankful for the position we were in, that we're having one now, uh, that we don't have to go into this week, worried that Quint they could save his job somehow, like we've been saying for the last two weeks. So I am thankful that we are in the position we currently are, and hopefully we get somebody awesome in there. Uh, and Wit has another monster hire, like he's done at so many other spots on campus um and uh i hope i hope it works out this time i hope wick gets to keep his job yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i do too Uh, i hope wick gets to keep his job because he nails this higher and we just crush it that's what i'm really hoping for and uh that's a good one i'm between two i'm gonna say two because i'm going second
1: so i have a second part of this question but that's fine
0: Okay, that's fine. I'll just take two, and then you can ask me the second part of this question. Uh, What I am most thankful for, and I'll start with the thing that is a reality right now. uh, Team USA is looking great in soccer. I am thankful that we are finally turning this around after that embarrassing last World Cup qualifier. Christian Pulisic is, as advertised, he is going to be the guy that carries this U.S. men's national team to, I think, Places That it has not been before. I'm not going to say they're going to win a world cup, I'm not going to go that far, but I do think this team will not only make a world cup. I think they will make it to the knockout stage. I think they will have a good world cup. And then when we host in eight years, uh, I am expecting very, very good things out of this team. Then I think, uh, I, I'm just super thankful what he has been able to accomplish, and I am very much looking forward to seeing what he can do.
1: Cool. I like that.
0: Second thing, I am thankful that, and I have the potential to be let down super hard here, but Cincinnati and the Cincinnati's of the future may have a path opening up here soon because there is now talk that the college football playoff may be expanded as soon as next year to 12, as some of these conference commissioners are starting to look at, oh, hey, we're going to get shut out of this thing, i.e. Pac-12, i.e. potentially Big 12. So that's two power fives now that are looking at this going, huh, maybe we should expand this thing. Maybe, you know what, that's a good idea. And so if that's what it takes, so be it. Now, I have a feeling that I might get my feelings hurt because it won't happen next year. And I also might get my feelings hurt because they'll make it the Power 5 get five of those six automatic qualifiers and then we'll take one G5 team versus just opening it up and saying the six best conference champions no matter what conference they're from. But although that's me lying to myself, it was always going to be the Power 5 and then one G6. That's always how it would have worked out. They would have been like, oh, this is so crazy. We think this four loss ACC team is better than
1: an undefeated Sunbelt team I, I I do think it, you rooting for the the lower people having a chance I'm fine with that grab a hold of that one the best power G5 team the best G5 team gets to go grab a hold of that because I don't you're not going to get a better offer like you yeah I think you got to take that
0: I know you're right <laughs> we'll fix it later because
1: they're going to want as many SEC teams in there as possible.
0: We'll fix it um, later.
1: So, eh, maybe they will. So, my second part of my question was, and I'll leave this one off too, what I think you should be thankful for in sports. And so, I'm going to put this on you, that I think you should be thankful of this sports betting that's legal in Virginia now. It started last January. Oh, okay. Of year, it's not where I thought you were going to go. But yeah. I mean, it is all what you're about. Like I, I'm, I'm, I think that is what you are most thankful for because it seems to be providing you, if not daily entertainment, definitely multiple times a week entertainment. And uh, you seem more interested in a broader amount of games than you used to be. And so I definitely see you more thankful or more invested (laughs) in multiple ways, (laughs) some very (laughs) literally and some with your awareness uh, in these different sports and these different games. And uh, where a year ago we'd talk about college football Saturday and you'd be pretty dismissive of a lot of games that day. Now you seem to have thoughts on, on you mm-hmm. know, a couple every time slot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've seen that in you in this last year. Uh, on top of your thankfulness for uh, career opportunities related to sports, I think that sports betting has stood out to me for the majority of the year. And uh, that's what I've noticed from you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say obviously the one I didn't talk about there was the career opportunity for me. I thought um, that's where you were going to go uh, when you said you had yeah, another. I, one, but... I,
1: I mean, and that's that's fresh. Uh, so we're that's we're at the beginning of that. Sure. Journey, so uh, I'll leave that one alone for. Ryan. we talked a lot about it these last couple weeks. We're we're all proud of. You.
0: But um, <laughs> the sports betting, yeah, I I am happy it's legal in Virginia. Um, and I would say this, never, and I've I said this to you when you were thinking about it, and you've hated it, so you you have stopped for the most part, which is, which is fine. It's not, it's not for everybody. Um, Just, just be careful. Like, that's the thing. Like I said to you, like when you're like, how much are you putting on it? I said, same amount I put on the rest of them. Like I have a flat amount that I tell myself, like, we're not going over this and we play with that. And do I like winning it more than losing it? Yeah. But if I lose it, is it, do I get like, do I come on here and be like, this team's dead to me? I'm never betting on them again. Yeah, and yes, I genuinely get upset sometimes when they lose, but it's not like I'm upset because, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pay groceries now, or I'm not going to be able to pay rent. If you're doing that, obviously, you're in a very unhealthy place, and it's not for you, uh, and you shouldn't be doing it. But for me, I mean, we're talking, you know, under $10 a game. So I am I am not worried uh, about, you know, life-changing stuff here when when a game doesn't go the way i i am hoping where i've invested in it too
1: my my buddy was in town this weekend and he's a big fan of the the big parlays like the eichners like you do yeah uh, like <laughs> love ten, me and i like he does like 10 dollar eichners he has like a he had like a nine game that's not an eichner $10. then that's not an eichner and, then that's well, something yeah, else but, like, but yeah just a crazy amount of you know a bunch of parlay uh games involved and yeah he had ten dollars he was trying to turn $10 into $280,000 the other day. I was like, come on, all those scenarios. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love the Eichner. You um, mentioned
1: a team that I didn't know had a football team at one point. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, see, I don't do that. <laughs> I haven't really done that. Um, but, like, now college basketball is going on. So the men's games, I, they get involved in Eichner sometimes. Um Loved Cincinnati winning today. Uh, Was disappointed that my Seton Hall Pirates didn't beat Ohio State. Ohio State seems to be that team that if I bet on them, they're going to lose. And if I bet against them, they're going to win. So, that's aggravating. But, um, yeah, it's – the tournament was fun. It it added – once my bracket was busted, it kept me interested. Like, oh, okay. And, yeah, the Eichners are always fun. They're always pipe dreams. It's always like, how can I turn this dollar into thousands of dollars? But – when it, then when it doesn't happen, I'm not sitting here going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Uh, yeah. It's a dollar. So, I mean, worst comes to worst, I don't get a hash brown tomorrow morning. Going on the way to work, and I just probably save years on my life by not eating a hash brown at McDonald's. So, if anything, it's probably helping in that sense. But it's not, I don't even plug that into the equation. It's a dollar. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, the mega parlays are fun never hit one yet i still it's my lottery ticket though it's like oh this this will be the day or this will be the weekend the football ones um yeah i mean i'll do an eichner for the whole weekend i'll do an eichner on just saturday i'll do an eichner for sunday and then none of them hit and i sit here and i'm like oh my gosh and that's like texting you like when i'm like oh just watching my bets catch on fire like it's like oh i bet on three teams and they lost like okay I'm out of movie ticket, like basically like a movie ticket, so it's it's never something where I'm like, oh, it's this life changing amount of money. So yeah, I am thankful for that though. It is fun. Um, part of the group text is with uh, a buddy in Maryland where it's not, and he is constantly like, "How's it going today? It? How's it going today?" And he he wants to be involved in it, but he's like, "How's it going? How's it going?" And there's a group text with uh, some other friends that are in Virginia too, and we. We share our bets. Um, They want to know what I'm putting on hockey investments because I am having incredible luck with hockey. Um, And then there are some, one of them is pretty good at NBA. So if I'm thinking about an NBA one, I'll be like, oh, what do you think about this? Uh, So it's fun. Yeah, good one. Oh, I guess I have to close this out. So... (laughs) Wherever you're celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, we hope you enjoy it. We're thankful for all of our listeners, whether you're new or have been with us from the beginning. Make sure you are subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, so you don't miss another episode. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Yak Sports Pod, Facebook Yak Sports Pod, or you can email us yaksportspod at gmail.com. However, you are listening again we are thankful that you are and be sure to tell your friends also feel free to comment what are you thankful for in sports I'm sure Jeff will be thankful that UVA is going to beat Virginia Tech this year and that we are having a rough time in football um which he should be it won't be long once we bring this new coach in we got rid of that joker Justin Fuente and just for fun Fuente can I think that's what his initial (laughs) stood for
1: I saw a tweet today. I think SMU's coach is going to go somewhere, and they're thinking Fuente's going to go to SMU. I was like, I don't see him being a head coach this quick. Like, why? What, who would want that?
0: SMU's coach is getting a job this year.
1: I, I, I'm quickly remembering I'm, a tweet. I, yeah,
0: that's fine. I'm not questioning. I'm, I would be surprised, though, because, like, who's doing that? They have not been good here the past few weeks, like they, they had a good season going and then they like fell off a rock. So I would be like, uh, maybe we hit the pause button on that hire. but yeah, I don't know. Is that Sonny Dykes? Cause I've seen his name floated. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I've, I've seen his name floated at, at like dark horse, Virginia tech candidates. And that was one where I was like, <laughs> I do not want Sonny Dykes right now. <laughs> maybe at the beginning, maybe halfway through the season when they were like undefeated, you, well, good for him that he did beat TCU. So maybe TCU's tired of losing to their rival SMU and they hired him. I don't know, but no, Justin. Wow. If he gets another head coaching job, good for him, I guess. I,
1: I don't mind him going to SMU. That won't, that won't hurt my rooting interests.
0: Best of luck <laughs> in your future endeavors, as they say. But um, yeah, tell us what you're thankful for in sports and, uh, you know, high schools, tell us what you're, what you're watching. If, if you are from not in Augusta County, but you listen to us because of the high school talk and you want to know, especially with football, yeah. what's been going on, tell us, tell us who your team is. We'll, we'll bring them up here in the playoff talk. Um, and why we, is your we'll team
1: going to beat Riverheads? Tell yeah, us.
0: Yeah, or, or Stewart's Draft. Um, tell us why. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the only two that we have left. If you're a Class 3 listener, tell us why your team is going <laughs> to win.
1: completely wiped Gap off the face of the earth. Yes.
0: i'm again i'm not gonna pretend like if you're a gap fan that's tell me why you hate that i'm not giving you a chance to win that's fine when we start this episode next week you'll find out that i was right like i am every time like the west point fans found out that time they told us that we weren't giving them enough credit before the game and that at the end of the game they wanted to not talk to us they were they couldn't get out of there fast enough
1: they went with LeBron. They got out there early.
0: Yeah, they were trying to get out of there early and
1: <laughs> roll on out of
0: there, literally. But it was just a rough day for them, and yeah, surprise. its That's going to be a theme for Class 1 teams against Riverheads. Good news, Buffalo Gap fans. You're not the only one that's going to get blown out by Riverheads in the playoffs. Riverheads just hasn't had the chance to blow anybody out yet because they haven't played a game. It's
1: a quick, quick ride home.
0: Yeah, that's the best news. You will <laughs> spend – you will have the least amount of – pain and suffering when it comes to the financials of losing to Riverheads by a lot of points because you won't have to spend a lot of gas money to do it. Like these poor Class A teams are going to come up here and they're going to be talking on the message boards the whole lead up like, this year's going to be different. We've got so-and-so. He's great. And then we'll watch him get held under 100 yards or if he's the quarterback, he'll have two interceptions and sacked 500 times. And Coach Castro will come up and tell us, he'll do the professional thing and tell us Oh, it's a really good football team. You know, we just really dominated and blah, blah, blah. It's an okay football team, and Riverheads is a great football team. So, end of story there. But I appreciate Coach Casto being professional when he comes up and giving the other team's credit and doing the right thing. Even though, as a radio person, we would probably get a lot more listens if he threw somebody under the bus and dragged them. It's probably for the best that he doesn't do that. Until next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't watch that Lions and Bears game. The Cowboys Raiders game should be safe. I don't know what the night game is, but don't watch that Lions Bears game. Whatever you do. Be thankful. Spend time with your family. Don't Saints. don't watch Saints that. Somebody. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be a good game or not, but <laughs> definitely not the noon game. That'll be bad. Maybe there's a college game on Thanksgiving and you can watch that instead. I don't know. It's rivalry week though. So Leland and I will be active. I'm sure, uh, talking about Virginia Tech and UVA and whatever hellscape pops out of that. But until then, you have a Thanksgiving, and uh, we will talk to you next week.
1: You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports
0: podcast.